Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another Kicking It with KJ. As you notice, we have a different little intro because, uh, you know, with continuous process improvement, you know, sometimes we learn, say, hey, you know, I feel a little out of element. So it's good to be back. I'm KJ, the host of Kicking with KJ. Joining us now as co-host is uh, Mr. Dub B. Introduce yourself. Uh, what's up? What's up, Las Vegas? We're back. Kicking it with KJ. Got a special guest for you here today. And gave him an introduction there, Kev. So today we got retired Air Force veteran, Chris Jackamiak. Did I say it right? Yeah, Jackamiak. It's, you know, he's Jack like Mick. I say, taking those uh, Scrabble tiles, throwing them against the wall, come up with a crazy Polish last name right there. No, I like I've it. I've been called so many crazy things I've been called in the military. Yeah, we could elaborate on that. Jamiroquai, Jackass, you know, all that, <laughs> all that fun stuff. It was great. Basic training was great. I'll say that. Man. And, uh, Where's Zerman Alphabet at? Get him in here. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, Soup! Get over here, Soup! <laughs> Alphabet Soup. Giacomo! Well, Get in there. Chris is a former, uh, he's an Air Force retired vet. He is also uh, an Air Force wounded warrior, which is funny because we met several times, but Air Force wounded warrior kind of like solidified that relationship. Yeah, that was real ironic. Is like I, I put in a request for a mentor because I'm like, okay, let's, let's see where this program goes on the next level. It's like a... I was kind of like swimming in circles. I was like, okay, the program's there. It's great. But I'm like, I don't have any, like, it's all thrust, no vector. And then I put in a mentor request and then I get you. I'm like, what? I was like, I know this guy. And then I sent him a text and it's like, hey. And then we start talking. It's like, yeah, we know each other. And it's just yeah. weird how they made that connection. But I think it was, I think it was meant to be. Yeah, I agree. And so, you know, we were talking before the show that I don't ever think it was a mentorship. It just was instant friendship and like, an off-the-shelf, uh, hey, if I need someone, I know they're there, which is huge, right, and something that is near and dear to your heart. Uh, it is, and, and maybe on our level, because of the positions we served in, is like that. that's kind of weird, is is we know being um, senior non-commissioned officers, like the, the mentorship, it's it kind of goes out the window a little bit, It's especially in the Air Force. Uh, in the positions we were in, we were expected to fly by the seat of our own pants. We were almost like on autopilot, like how can you be mentored? Um, I remember, you know, my time as a senior NCO, rarely getting any feedback. It's like, you're just doing a good job and like uh, that. So it's like figuring it out on your own. And I, I think we can relate to that a little bit to where it's like this fishbowl mentality. It's like, everybody's looking in, looking at you, you're swimming around, the water may be hot, the water may be this, but everybody's always seeing you. So you gotta have your A game on all the time. And like, who do you talk to about that? It's like, how do you like release the garbage that you're going through? And I think it's only through peers and people who've been through similar experiences at our levels that you can. Right. What do you think, Dub B? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's tough, man. Uh, you know, as a senior NCO, you, you're always working towards uh, um, making life for your folks better. You know, so you always want to kind of just make sure that um, you're sticking up for your people. And uh, I don't think um, a lot of people actually realize, you know, guys that are guys and girls in the service, how much uh, BS that senior NCOs actually take to keep um, the heat off of the people and some of the some of the decisions that they make. So. Um, you know, that's all about maturing and growing and, and becoming a good leader is uh, making sure that you take care of the people that are underneath you. Right. So before we go any further, further, you know, I brought notes this time. And so there's a few shout outs I definitely wanted to give. And I think we could all relate to it. So I want to give a shout out to uh, the 99 FSS who created this awesome patch that I owe you. This is the way. Support the force. You must. Mm. Um, 
Leadership Las Vegas. Um, obviously, Elite Fitness. Exercise Elite. Exercise Elite, right. Thank you. Um, and then everybody who is actually taking an interest in, in liking what we're doing because we're trying to launch. And I think that's huge because when you're talking about um, resilience and pride and who do I ask for help, um, I, think, I think the rubber starts to meet the road um, when you start trying to do something or achieve something. And if you've given a lifetime of service and selflessness and helping, then you really see how many people are there who've got your back. And sometimes you can overthink it, you know, and I agree with you, Chris, like, you know, even me as a chief, you know, I was like, well, you know, who, who can I go to and really be vulnerable and talk to as a chief um, about the things that are on my mind without wondering if there were going to be second and third order perceptions or thoughts about that? Yeah, there's still a lot of shame and stigma, um, uh, especially that at the, at the highest levels, like you have to be almost infallible. Like there's that we created this design of perfection to where you have to have that game face on, like you can't have any cracks in the armor. And I think that does us wrong because it's actually the vulnerability and the, that brings us a lot of strength. Uh, we, we see this, you know, and we've talked about that, you know, our mental health struggles, we've talked offline. It's like, you almost feel shameful walking into there saying, I got a problem as a, as a senior person in the military, when the reality is, is that's probably the most honorable thing you can do is to show, uh, show folks that you're leading that it's okay to go utilize these resources that are there. It's like, I'm human too. I'm not just this person with a stripe or a bird on my shoulder is I'm a human being just like you. I struggle just like right. you. So let me set the example by if I'm going to preach someplace to go, I'm going to hand out this resource. I'm going to tell you to use it. Well, let me experience that to tell you about my personal experience with that. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, like how it's helped me, um, other alternative paths that I may have taken that have helped me that are out there that may just not be these, uh, vending machine solutions per se, you know, like you, you put your rank in, you put your quarter in, somebody tells you to go, you push the button, it comes right out. Now I'd rather have rocket science versus vending machines. And, and the more that you can think outside the box and find something to where you tailor it to that person, that their individual needs versus that vending machine. Cause what right. you see is what you get in the vending machine. That's all you get. You push the button and the thing pops out. It's like, we, we may be better off. So, um, and I'm not, I've learned over the years not to be afraid to do that. Right. Like show, show people that it's okay to go to these certain areas, get this, and then, you know, maybe point them that way. But at the end, I think what you got to do is you got to find what, what's going to work for that person. Because sometimes right. like your, your advice or the place that you went to, it's not going to work for that person. Right. Yeah. I know I found it uh, always interesting. You know, I was talking to someone, they're like, you know, when you were coming up, what would you have done? And it was funny because I said, no, when I was coming up, I would say, man, if I was a chief, I would have just done that. And then I found myself as the chief, not just doing that because you make decisions that a lot of people will disagree with and they won't understand the reason why. And then there's a bunch that will appreciate it. And then there's just, Hey, I can't, I can't explain to every single one of you the rationale behind the decision that's made. Um, but come talk to me because maybe there's ways we can work it out where you can understand it. Um, and I, and I think that's tough. I think, I think sometimes we'll put up a shield. I used to tell people they hide behind the rank or the rank here. And it makes it harder to want to come and get things off your chest and talk about stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, we find solace now that we have some contrast 
as you've transitioned because now you've got to go out into the community and then you reflect in the world that we grew up in and you can see a lot of similarities, but you see the little bit of differences. And I think it's beneficial, which I think is why it's pretty awesome. You stay involved with helping vets, the nonprofits, you get out, you know, I see you riding your bike all over on this trip, Yeah. you know, and then, you know, you're involved with the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program. So there was a question I want, I did write down that I wanted to, especially because Barry is retired. He's a veteran. Um, we're all into fitness, right? Lately, I've been fitting like ribs in my mouth and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, ribs. And I think this is a question that was is going to be asked universally across the ages, right? And so I would say it's like, you know, what what do you miss about it, though? Oh, that's. I think I miss the people and, and the social connection because it's, it's the shared experience you get with your brothers and sisters in arms that just you cannot replicate anywhere else. Um, especially when like you're downrange and you're getting stuff just thrown at you, like, like right. the mortars are hitting or you're outside the wire and you hear a few pops or you're actively engaged in combat. Like you don't know true brother and sisterhood until you have bullets flying at you. Right. And, right. and then like everything is, everything's just off the window. You're not caring about what they look like. You're not caring about who they are. You're just caring that your brother or sister is there and like they have your back or, and you have theirs because it's a matter, the seriousness of the matter is more important than a physical appearance or anything like that. It's like the sanctity of life and the humility that we're here doing our nation's work uh, for a greater cause and a greater purpose than perhaps uh, anything else that could be done on this earth. And, and I can't do it alone. I have to do it with the person to my left or to my right or to and that's in front of me or that's behind me. Because it, and that's the ultimate experience of trust. If I move one inch to the left, I got to know that somebody's laying down some cover fire for me so I can move that inch to the left. If I'm retreating to the rear to get more ammunition to resupply, I got to I got to be willing to say I may get hit. But you know what? Those rounds that I'm giving to my buddy or, or to my pal that's 30 yards away that may save their life and ultimately bring us out of this whatever conflict that we're in okay and it's it's the tribe uh i i think i think that's a problem in society we see today is we're so socially disconnected um that that's why competitive sports that's why working out that's why fitness is so good is because you're able to enjoy it with others and i think right. that that is the whole purpose it's not to isolate it's to be together it's to share these experiences it's to be able to tell stories among one another and get back to sort of these primal tribal roots that we have and one of the few places i found that was the military right anything barry I've been uh, retired a little bit longer than you have, so I, I, I definitely have to agree with um, with that. You, you miss the people. Um, you know, the first thing that I did when I when I retired from the Air Force, when I moved to Miami, there was no there's no Air Force bases really there. There's Homestead Air Force Base, but um, within Miami itself. So that culture really doesn't understand the 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 military as a whole, as far as like family, brotherhood, sisterhood, things like that. So um, definitely miss the people um i don't miss the the crap that we have to deal with on the base itself but, no, not uh, at all um but sometimes like i said like i said earlier sometimes you have to you have to deal with the crap so you can you can grow as a person and you can help other people grow as well so um 
you know, we do what we do. We do what we do for, you know, ourselves, our family, our friends, and we do that, the things that, that make us better in life. So you try to learn from all that your experiences and, and, um, you know, you just try to mentor other people and say, Hey, this is how I would do it. Or this is how I think you should do it. And most of the time the people will, um, take your advice. And then there's some folks that I like to call ask holes. They'll go ahead and ask you a question and then they go ahead and do whatever they want to do anyway. So, um, that's a term that I came up with. It's called ask hole. Ask. Ask. I like ask. Yeah. So, so I agree. And some of the stories I used to tell people, cause I think, I think there's some, some perspective because we've all been deployed. You know, I've been deployed a lot. And I think what happens is, is exactly what you said. We get really tight downrange. Like, I don't think, I don't think rank has ever really mattered. Like I can remember no, typing. Not one bit. No, I'm typing away and it's like the lowest ranking guy in my, my squadron is like, Hey, it's lunchtime. Cause we have to go together and we have that sense of community. And I think what happens is we come back home though. And then you have all these contending priorities, your family and things. And then it's like, Hey, sorry, I can't hang out or you don't go to lunch together, you know? And, and I think that hurts people. You know what I mean? It hurts a leader who can't commit the way they used to downrange. And sometimes the, the younger junior ranking person is like, man, did I do something wrong? Chief used to go to lunch with me every time down in Afghanistan, but now he's going to the gym, you know? And, and it's not personal, but I think we become so shielded. And, and I think it's right. It's like we're very, very sensitive to the relationships and the bonds and the friendships, especially if you go into combat and you rely on each other. But I wanted to, I wanted to see if you're willing to play uh, a little something that um, I called uh, True Deployment Confessions and fill in Ooh. the blank. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm some, out. Some people, <laughs> some people out there, I think it's funny because, you know, we're not getting paid for this. Most of us do what we do because we want to share experiences and we want to spread positivity. And, and sometimes we got to figure out how do we connect. And we know a lot of people who have been deployed. And I hope there's an audience out there because every time I go out and meet civilian leaders, they're like, man, how's it out? You know, what's it like when you're downrange and stuff like that? I, I just tell them it's, uh, you know what, just take the Vegas Strip away and put tents on the Las Vegas Strip. And it looks exactly like Afghanistan out here then. Yeah, you're 100% correct. And that's, I think that's one of the things I love about it, right? So, okay, you both can answer the question. Actually, the number one question is for uh, both of you. Um, but, you, you know, obviously you, you are a special guest, right? So, question one, you ready? <laughs> Some of y'all are going to like this one because um, I know who the best person is at, at for enforcing this, right? The two-snack rule at the defect is stupid and selectively enforced. True or false? Man, coming from an FSS chief, that's, uh, I mean, that's like right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> like if I want two ice creams or I want like seven rippets, I'm going to take seven rippets. It's like there's a million in there and they're restocked. You have a fridge full. It's like... It's like in an in indefinite supply. Like I want that extra choco taco because that may be the difference between morale. Like what if I have to solve, you know, like a, a tribal jerga with a choco taco by making that offering to somebody? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous because I could go walk over to the USO and grab like 12. I think he's already anyway. answering question two, Kev. Yeah. So, yeah, take take the third choco taco. Uh, and you know what? There's these things I, I listen. There's this guy uh, I started listening to him. He's like profound. His name's Vision Lakiani. He founded this Mind Valley University, and and he when he starts talking on these things, he calls them rules or bullshit rules. 
And like, we have a lot of rules in the military, like hands in the pocket. Like if I want to, if I want to put my damn hands in a pocket, I'm going to put my hands in my pocket. If I want to walk on the grass, I'm going to walk on the grass. If I do not want to wear my reflective belt during the middle of the daytime, I'm not wearing my reflective belt during the middle of the daytime. Put on your mask. Also, I remember in Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, you used to have to wear a reflector belt, right? Yeah, sniper there, check, but, basically. But there were no but, lights. No, exactly. Like, so, so it's reflecting on it. Yeah. But I felt safer. Or like the army, you know, PT in the morning, but you have to have, wear your reflective belt, yet your PT uniform is fully reflective. It's like wow. rules. Well, rules that are just the out army there. for you. Rules. But yeah, there you go. There's a there's a rule, bullshit rule, that's, uh, you know, limit <laughs> two meats at the defect. Like if I want right. Mongolian grill, like, like what if I want... What if I want beef, like asada, and like what if and I want three meats in there, like right. to make it really a let's let's get rid of the brew. Like a smorgasbord. Exactly. The best enforcer of this rule I've ever seen in action is uh, Herman. Herman. Herman Brown. Yeah. Shout out to Herman Brown and what is it, the Lions Den? Yeah. Another podcast. Yeah. Check it out. Is that the unsponsored sponsored? Uh, no, no, the unsponsored sponsor would be. Dunkin' Donuts and, and and probably Red Bull, which yeah, I used Bull. to work for as a young airman. That's a that's a story for another day. Okay, I like so. it. I like it. Okay, did you want to play that one or do you want to? Uh, I think he did a good job answering that one. I think he also answered the the second one too. Go ahead and give us the second one. I'm kind of tired. I'll talk. See, I'm predicting in the future. It's yeah. it's Yoda. You know, I'll, it's the foresight with the force yeah. that I'm seeing the questions before they come. I'll tie I'll tie the an- his answer <laughs> into this next question. <laughs> so the second question is is awesome and near near and dear to my heart because. You know how, um, anyways, let me ask you a question, right? I'd rather go number two in a tent or a Cadillac. And why? Oh, God. <laughs> this is probably, this is where we're talking about the Choco Taco. Not, 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 the, not the actual uh, delicious Choco Taco, but. Um, I, I get, do I have flowing water? Like, because. Yeah, on the floor. Okay, on the floor. Oh. Yes, the, the three inches of. Uh, Water from of, when someone of, put too much toilet of paper. Whatever it is, yeah. Or the tent where you're sitting on a throne and everybody's walking by saying, "Hey, what's up, buddy?" Yeah. Oh. I'm telling you right now, it depends on. I'd which, rather grab which a one, damn which, e-tool and just go out to the time, desert. Which time of the day is it? Which <laughs> time, time of the, of the and day? And, is and it? do I have to burn it? Like, do I have to burn it? Okay. Is it like so? What period of war are we talking about? Are we talking about when we first? Got in the country, or are we talking about later when we have actual like water to where we We're, can? We have, our hands. we have water. We have water. Um, I, I don't care if you gotta go, you gotta go. Everybody poops. I love it. I love it. I'm going. I'm going wherever, wherever the closest places that has toilet paper. Yeah. So what about three seashells? Like what if I'm, what if that's the only option we have? Like what if it's full on demolition <laughs> yeah. man, and all we have is three seashells? Or do you get that? Or maybe it's just all you have is the MRE napkin. Like, and, and that's it. Uh, the real answer is this is why you always pack baby wipes on a deployment. True. I prefer where there's not a flood and there's plenty of writing on the wall for entertainment. It's <laughs> a good one. There's, yeah. Hey, but you we, know, we airmen, you know, we got <laughs> Wi-Fi at all these bases, so it don't matter. You can, you can poop on oh. your phone at half of these places. That's and true. Just, a know. lot of these, a lot of the, the, the kids that are out there now are kind of like, yeah, so join the is, air force. Don't a, join the army, the Marines or the coast guard or, or the space force, because you know, the air force gives you Wi-Fi and deployments. Cool. All right. And the last one is fill in the blank. Right. And I kind of almost slipped up outside. You have to fill in the blank. So here we go. Blank hub. Greyhound bus. 
I like it. I like it. Because I remember yeah. sometimes, like, uh, the threat when you are a young airman is, you know, hey, how are you getting home from if you get in trouble on a TDY? It's like, well, the first sergeant's going to put you on a Greyhound bus, and you're going to have to think about what you did the entire trip across America. Oh and uh, we actually gosh. did that to a few airmen that were uh, TDY down in Florida that were joking around uh, aircraft maintainers. And so they went, had to get on a Greyhound bus from Florida to, uh, to Nellis in Las Vegas. Oh. So... Uh, they got to think about their decision pretty long and hard. Man, that was awesome. And I think that was a good, uh, I like that. I like the, I like the answers in the game and then I like the tying. Yeah. Cause it, I could have got dirty there. I think, I think, you know, there's a corn, lot of hubs we can think hub. of. Corn yeah. Hub. <laughs> so let I me said ask corn you. with a C, yeah. not C. Or, or, or with a P like porn. Or, or, or you can, corn or you can create a heavy metal one and have a K O R N hub. And then you have nothing but death metal videos on there there or go. like eight two thousands butt rock. Oh, I like it. I like it. So let me ask, uh, what message would you send to the community, right? And um, how can people find you? So uh, the community right now, you know, look, we're, we're going through a lot of stuff is I would say this is universal grief. Everybody's grieving over the loss of something is um, loss of identity, loss of jobs, loss of a world that we once knew. But you know what? I don't want to go back to that world. We were overworking. We were doing too much. We were not spending enough time with our families. We were not discovering ourselves and we were looking at material. And even through this is we're still bickering with one another about, about that. And my message would be is through this, you know, we needed to connect together. I don't like the term social distancing. No, it's physical distancing. If anything, we need to socially connect a little bit more right now. So pick up the phone, call your mom if you can, call your dad, call your brother, call your sister, call your kids you haven't talked to in a long time, connect, load up on FaceTime, do whatever you can do to connect, to get out of this isolation. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, cjachimic, C-J-A-C-H-I-M-I-E-C. You can find me on Instagram at chris.jach. Uh, find me out there. Google my crazy Polish last name. You'll see some other speaking out there. And uh, I look forward to seeing you, some of you on the roads out here on my, my bike. I'll be the one wearing the Milwaukee Brewers jersey or the, the Taps jersey and uh, Team Semper Fi here. So just throw me up the metal horns and uh, I'll see you in a pit. Man, I love it, Chris. Social connection. And I love that because I see too many people on Facebook, social media, who can't be open-minded enough to respect another person's perspective. All your and friends, your friends with the, the friends. unfriend me if you don't like my opinion. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't like friends. those posts at all. Yeah, you know no. what? Uh, you should be open to have that. I want you to have this growth mindset. I want you to have that to where you can respect somebody else that you can agree to disagree because that's how learning happens. It's like let's get into that. It's like, maybe your mindset's the one that's wrong. It's uh, a, a just fire. You know, sometimes you got to fire for effect. Like we're downrange is you got to zero in your weapon. Yep. Like and zeroing in your weapon may include adjusting to the left or to the right. It may, you may need to go up, you may need to go down, but, and that will eventually allow you to hit center mass. And if we're not listening to other people and getting other opinions out there, how are we growing? Exactly. 100%, 100% agree. So, Chris, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, right. thanks for having me on, uh, KJ. I really appreciate it. I appreciate our friendship. Me too, brother, man. So, hey, listen, everybody. Kicking with KJ. Coming live from the Living Las Vegas, Living Large Las Vegas studio.
Um, so grateful for these people who have helped encourage all of us to come get together, utilize their space and bring awesome people like you uh, to spread the what I call the uh, positive gospel uh, with open mindedness and candor and to continue to be uh, do things with my long, long time friend here. Right. Uh, that we met on a deployment. And actually, some of these stories were prompted to the fact that that's where we first met. And I experienced some of those things. Um, if you have any uh, ideas, if you want to be a guest, uh, go to kicking it with KJ at gmail.com. Um, and again, man, thank you for joining us. Have a blessed day. Stay positive, And um, yeah, enjoy the weekend. Bye, world. <laughs>